When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This, this, this is Fight Disciples. Welcome to podcast number 777. Yes, all the sevens today. This is your boxing preview for the weekend coming up. Before we get stuck into it, fightdisciples.com is our website. That is where we hold everything that we do, whether it be uh, content or whether it be our store. Have a little bit of a visit, have a little bit of a scowl around. And if you are not a subscriber to anything that we do, you can do it there because we've got every single audio feed under the sun and a link to our YouTube channel. And we would like to thank you if you are a subscriber on our YouTube channel. We've just managed to nip over 30,000 subscribers. I know that doesn't sound much in, in, the, in the scheme of things. We've been an audio-based platform for seven years. And it's only over the last 12 months that we've actually paid attention to sticking our faces out and about. So thank you very much if you've become a subscriber. Uh, and if you're not already a subscriber, if you could go to YouTube and become a subscriber, that would help us out greatly. Thank you very much if you've already done it, much appreciated. There are all the platforms that you can actually consume the stuff that we're doing, boxing and MMA. Big week this week because traditionally in the, uh, in the world of fight sports, Cinco de Mayo weekend that's right in the middle of the year in may you get a nice celebration of all things mexican when it comes to fight sports and then of course when it comes to independence mexican independence there this is uh, in september we have another celebration yet again now traditionally in the world of boxing this show's dedicated to canelo that's what we normally do we mm-hmm. sit here and we go, oh, who's Canelo fighting this week? And we have a little bit of a chat about it and a bit of a celebration. He's the greatest, is he the greatest Mexican fighter of all time? All these types of conversations. However, the UFC decided to piss on his parade. That's right. They booked out the T-Mobile Arena. And for the first time ever, the UFC are doing a Mexican independent show. Uh, that's going ahead. And we do that on our MMA program. So therefore, Canelo, who is actually fighting in a couple of weeks' time, has been, oh, oh, well, what what the bloody hell do I do? <laughs> eh? Where do I go? Eh? Uh, okay, we'll push mine back uh, till the end of the month. So Canelo Charlo has been pushed back uh, to the final weekend of the year. He won't be fighting on Mexican Independence uh, Weekend, which gives it a little bit of a different feel, really. I'm going to be dead honest. Yes, there's some cards about. Yes, there's some bits of, of, of Mexican independence celebration, but it does feel just a touch, and obviously we're comparing it to Canelo in the past, it does feel a touch underwhelming, I'm going to be honest with you. 
it does. Obviously, we can get all excited on the on the MMA show because there's a world title fight this weekend, and it's a brilliant world title fight as well. But but yeah, well, we've got I, a, we've I got a world title. We've got a world title fight in the featherweight division, haven't we? I'm, I yeah, was just saying that it's no one on the yeah. same level of stratosphere where we usually yeah. are. September the sixteenth weekend is usually Canelo weekend, and no one's sombreros and, and, not, and exactly. the bands are out and. That's it. The mariachi bands are out. The tacos are flowing. Uh, the Pacifico Clara is getting put on ice <laughs> specifically for. You don't Canelo need weekend, Independence so. Weekend for that, Sunshine. You're in there. Do you no know what? what? Just to give a free push here, I've, I've discovered another really good beer. Oh, go on. Really good beer. Mexican? I'm not, no, no, it's British, actually. I'm not a huge fan of. Here you go. Here we go. Right. 100%. He's got shares in this, or it's his <laughs> mate's beer. Right. Go on. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of of the Brew Dog brand. I've got to be honest. Too many IPAs. Too many. All right. You know, d- d- messing about with it with with what I love, which is just a fucking nice ice cold golden drop. But the other week at the Aldi, I spotted a case of Brew Dog, and it's just called Cold Beer. That's what it's called, and it's just a lager. It's like a and anyway, I got a case of it and uh, sank it in a week. Absolutely delicious. Uh, little free advert there for Brewdog. Listen, if Brewdog yeah. want to come on board, sponsor the lads, happy days. You know where to find I'm, us. But well, a free advert, so... very good beer. Keep an eye out for it. Cold, okay. just cold, cold beer. I'm uh, <laughs> a little bit disappointed that you've not gone for a hazy gin. Fuck that. I don't drink shit like that, man. Fuck that. I'm a fucking don't... soap and a one bottle of shampoo and conditioner in one kind of guy. You won't see me messing about with things like Hazy Jane or... I was making a reference to your good like lady. That. That's all. That's, that's what I was making reference to. Yeah, I, actually like, I actually like a drop of Hazy Jane. I'm going to be I bet you with do, you. yeah. I bet you do, yeah. Thanks very much. <laughs> anyway, back to Mexican Independence Weekend. Correct. Correct. Pacific <laughs> Clara will be on ice in Las Vegas this weekend, but not for Canelo. The weird thing is the fact that the Charlo fight is actually happening, what is it, two weeks away? Hey, it's yeah. literally around the corner. He's just been bumped for the first lady of Mexican and Mexican fight sports. And that's fine. And we'll get excited about that later. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean, kids, turn off right now because we haven't got a big fight to preview because we have. There's a belt of a world title fight in the featherweight division featuring at least one uh, challenger athlete Defending champion, should I say, that we know very well if you're a British fight fan because he's been yeah. over here and he's yeah. pissed on our chips on a couple of occasions. Yeah, and the actual geezer that's up against him is uh, more than capable and solid uh, opponent. It's Friday night, just to give you a bit of a warning. Friday Saturday night morning. action. Well, early hours of Saturday morning. Yeah, it's, at, it's yeah. Uh, over in, they're doing it in Texas, Texas, I think, yeah. Yes. Uh, this particular card. It's a top ranked card. Make sure you're checking it out. We're referring to uh, Luis Alberto Lopez. Uh, Excuse me, I think I swallowed a fly there. Against the Joet Gonzalez, IBF uh, featherweight championship on the line. I actually really like this fight, mate, because as you've rightfully pointed out, Lopez, we didn't know too much about him, did we? Came over to British soil and started fucking some uh, people up. Fair enough, mm-hmm. lad. Uh, and Joet Gonzalez, we've seen him in with uh, a couple of uh, more familiar names in the past as well. I think both of them are quite well suited, both quite well matched, obviously with the significance of it being Mexican Independence Weekend and a world title on the line. I actually think, well, it's obvious, there's not too much competition. It's the fight of the weekend, there's no doubt about that. And I think it will actually live up to its billing. I think we'll be in for a bit of a cracker. Yeah, Lopez obviously came over 
uh, and took Josh Warrington's world title, didn't he, last year in November, December? Uh, and then we seen him again, of course, in Belfast with his first defence against Mick Conlon, where he was just absolutely outstanding that night. Um, and, and it made you look back at his career. He had had a couple of losses early in his career. I think his first loss was a split decision on a way soil back in his early, early days. Then his first step up to title action, he suffered a defeat, but it was due to a, he got a terrible cut, his first cut of his career. So there's, there's, there's ways you can explain those. But of course, he steps in against Josh Warrington back end of last year and we're like, right, sound, okay. What is this guy all about? Is this another fucking Mexican that's going to come <laughs> over here and absolutely ransack a matchroom card like we've seen with Maurizio Lara? Or is he, you know, a bit of a marked man? Is he ready? Is he unable to make the step to this level? Obviously gets in there with Josh Warrington. He's outstanding. Gets so far ahead that Josh can't close the distance. He was brilliant. And we've got a new world champion. And hung on. Showed some big yeah. bollocks down the back end of the step. Uh, absolutely. But Finally, we got some good scoring in the UK. Finally, he got what he deserved and he got his world title. Then we go, whoa, 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 you've, yeah, whoa, whoa, you, you ain't leaving British shores before signing on the dotted line. We've got a lad over there in Ireland there, desperate to win a world title in Mick Conlon. Let's make that fight. And he goes over to Belfast. It felt like Mick Conlon's coming out party. We yeah, were on this show saying things happen for a reason, man. And Mick Conlon's quality and back home with the support. This would be poetic. What a lovely way for him to go. Bum, bum, bum. There's a little tire knot on my own legacy. I won my world title on home soil. But unfortunately, Lopez got the wrong fucking script at the hotel, turned up and smashed Mick Conlon to bits. He looked absolutely brilliant that night. He looks even better. He looks he even does. better against Mick, didn't he? And yeah. that happens, you know, and that happens when you are a guy climbing the mountain. You've took a couple of stumbles. Yeah, you get a world title fight in fucking Britain of all places where they rob tight fellas for fun. But you go over there, you put in a huge performance against an established world champion, a guy that was the former world number one at the division. You get that belt, you go home. The Brits say, hey, come back over here. You have to go back again to appease the promoter or whatever else. And then you go over there and you step up again. You put in a career best performance, as you say. This guy... Lopez right now is no longer am I worthy of being a world champion now he's like right let's get this defense out the way and I'm going to unify this motherfucker that's where his brain is at and his talent level will go to that stage as well he will raise his game and he looks like he's raised his game he looks like he's the guy he looks like oh he's ready to take on the opposition to potentially be the guy and there's huge fights out there this featherweight division is laced with top opponents with established world champions it's a fucking fantastic time to be a nine-stone fight in the world. However, mm. Joe Gonzalez has been there, done it on one, two, tres occasions and fallen short. And this guy knows, this guy fucking knows, opportunity may not knock again for Gonzalez. And that, for me, makes him an incredibly dangerous opponent for your second world title defense. What say you? Agree. If you look at Joe Gonzalez's record, he's been beaten three times, but he's been beaten three times twice against top level. That's no disrespect to Isaac Dogby. I know that Dogby is a, a former world champion, but maybe you know there's questions of him as as of right now. Mm -hmm. Shakur Stevenson's top level and top 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 level, like maybe the best in the world. Um, and then you obviously look at your boy Emmanuel Navarrete as well who is also top, top level. Nobody's put him out. 
You know, he asks questions all the way through the fight. He keeps you honest all the way through the fight. He keeps you going all the way through the fight. And against Dogby, it could have gone his way. One one judge actually gave it him, didn't he? It was a split decision. Yep. Um, I, I Listen, I think, just from the eye test of what I've seen, I think Lopez is class, real class, especially if you're doing that to Mick Conlon. Um, those, what, first seven, eight rounds against Josh Warrington. He was absolutely superb. Josh Warrington just couldn't figure it out. Yeah, he figured it out down the back end of this stretch, but it was far too late. Um, just from pure eye test, I think Lopez is class. But the the caveat of what you just said there, been to the top table on uh, several occasions, fallen short on several occasions against their best on the planet. Lopez is as, as of yet to prove that he's the best on the planet. He's very, very good, but not the best on the planet. I think this is the best shot that Joe Gonzalez is going to get at becoming a world champion. And with all the pomp and ceremony of Mexican Independence Weekend, you fucking go for it, don't you, mate? You absolutely go for it. He can obviously, to some extent, trust his chin. You don't want to be reckless because you've just seen what Lopez has done against Conlon. You can trust that chin. You can put yourself in positions where you're going to get wet in order to get your work off. Um, and as you've just said, it's probably last chance saloon for him. So have a good go. That's why I'm tipping it to be... On paper, it looks like it's fight of the weekend. It should be fight of the weekend. It's a bloody world title fight. It's Mexican Independence Weekend. All these things. Everything is ticked every box. It's a great piece of matchmaking. Um, I think it could be good. Yeah. I, I, I really like Gonzalez's mentality going into this. And that's all he's been saying all week. It's like, this won't come again. You know, you're lucky if you get one world title fight, two world title fights, a third world title opportunity. I know where I'm at in my career and a, and a fourth loss and a third failure of a world title fight is probably the end in terms of my world title ambitions and that I'm not ready to be that guy. I'm not ready to surrender that position. And this is a guy that's been, you know, massively established on the West Coast. He had a massive amateur career. He had a couple of fights with Javonta Davis during the Golden Gloves era and all that kind of stuff. So he's, you know, it's, he's dedicated his entire life to this sport and that hunger that's inside and will have been the same hunger that Lopez brought to Leeds last year. I know that the same lo lo hunger that Lopez brought to Belfast. But Lopez went to both of those destinations as a massive underdog with fucking half a dozen people, if he's lucky, cheering for him in the corner. And the rest of the world seemingly wants them doors closed on them arenas against them. Whereas he's going to walk out at this uh, American Bank Center arena or whatever it's called in Corpus Christi as the hero, as the Mexican Independence Day weekend. Here's our world champion. Come on out, Lopez. We love you. And it'll be a different type of energy. Now, that's not to say it'll be the energy that will lift them again. Or will it be an energy that gives them a sense of arrogance, which gives them a sense of like, well, I'm the favorite now. This guy's he's been at this level and he's been found out. I'll find him out again. Listen, I've got no reason to believe either guy's underappreciating the other. Mm. But Lopez's mentality has changed. He's gone from being the hunter, and he was still kind of a hunter in that fight with Conlon because the, 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 he was away from home. Whereas now it's a celebration of him. It's a celebration of Mexican independence. He's the star of the show. And Gonzalez is coming out like his fucking, this is his last meal, man. He's got his back against the wall like a rabid dog. Like, I fucking got to make it happen now. It's all about levels right now. Lopez, of course, he's, an, he's a world champion as a step above 
Gonzalez needs to make that step up. That's why I'm so intrigued about it. If this was Gonzalez's first world title fight, I'd be like, yeah, Lopez, from what I've seen, Gonzalez, quality, but not the biggest puncher. I'm going to go with Lopez. But because he's fallen short, <laughs> and because he's fallen short to the caliber he has, to the fucking very, very best around, mm-hmm. there's no shame in that. And to those best around, by the way, I know Shakur's not a finisher machine, but my guy is. But to the best around there, he won some rounds as well. You know, he had, he had his moments, certainly against, as you say, in that last one with Dogbay, where it probably came down to the last round. Dogbay mm. won it and he, lo- and he lost the fight. So I think it's, a, it's fucking massively intriguing. Yeah, it's massively intriguing. Brilliant main event. And you know what? I've got to be honest, Dad, and I want to get stuck into it. I think the entire card's fucking pretty solid. This could be one of the best top-ranked cards this year. How about that? F- I know. Fuck it. We're wanking Big Bob off now. Jesus Christ. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It is one of the best cards this year by top rank. Well, Xander's on it, mate. Your boy. Yeah. In a proper fight as well. Yeah, and and it's about, not about time. I actually think they've been slowly, slowly stepping him up quite nicely. Um, what is he though? 12, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't fucking rush a 12-year-old through the pro ranks. He does. Uh, I, I like the fact what they've done with Zayas. Sorry to cut you up. What they've done with Zander is they've gone, right, we'll get you this NABO American title, which is like the, it's like, a, like the British title. It's like their version, the American title. And he's made about four or five defences of it. I bet you no one in history has made as many defences of, of this NABO title as Zander Zayas. But what it does is they've got, they've got him to that level which and then he pumped the brakes on him and gone, we got you the belt. That means he guaranteed 10 rounders or whatever he's doing. So we're happy here. Let's stay here. Whereas most people use the NAPO as a springboard to get ranked. They've kind of gone, nah, man, this is this is your level at the moment. It's time for experience. That's the, that you know, they've done really well with him in that regard because there ain't no rushing them. No, they know they've got a super talent on their hands, mate. So therefore there's no point in throwing him in and, and, Dismantling him far too early, as you've just said. Twelve years of age. He's, he is. Listen, he's a baby. He's not twelve for people that have never heard of him before, right? Uh, but he is a baby uh, coming through. Through, and I know he's had sixteen fights. You'd look at that, and we might have a different attitude to other people that have had sixteen fights and whether they're kicking him on or, or what have you. But every single fighter is different in the game. There's certain people that we have X, Y, and Z attitude for. I think they've done really, really well with him. And this at the weekend, again, is another, I won't say step up in ability, but just step up against experience. You know, you, you, you've got to figure out, we're, we're seeing a bit of this actually with Adam Azim in the UK, aren't we? Where they're starting to step him up, not Get necessarily around. against 
better fighters. The fighters are much of a muchness. Just people that know how to navigate eight rounds, know how to navigate 10 rounds, know how to navigate 12 rounds, know how to just make it hard, know how to make you look bad. Can you figure it out? Can you pick up the lock? So far, Xander's been great. He's been absolutely fantastic. I've really enjoyed uh, what he's done so far. And I fully anticipate watching him on the microphone this week. He's in a really good headspace. He seems to be a very, very level-headed uh, kid. Listen, no pressure on him. Go out there and see if you can unpick the lock and make a statement. You're on a big card. It's been beamed all over the world. Obviously, ESPN in the in the States and Sky Sports here in the UK. You know that the main event's the world title fight and that's what everybody's come out for. Can you steal some headlines? That's the question, isn't it? Can you steal some headlines? Can you send these people off into the streets and make them think, fuck you, know, that's Anders Ayas can do a bit, can't he? That's his job this weekend. Um, and I hope that he can. There's other people on here as well that have really, we know about Hobson Concesal. We know that he's been to the top Let me just give you my two cents on the, on the opponents for Xander Zayas. Um, Venezuela. He's only mm-hmm. 24. You know, he's had a lot of fights. He's had 25 professional fights, but he's only 24 years of age himself. So he's young and he's still got ambition, even though he's lost four fights. But if you look at the fights he's lost, he's only been stopped once. Mm-hmm. And he's got 21 wins and 20 knockouts, which suggests one thing. If you go and stand toe-to-toe with this kid, you're taking a fucking massive gamble because he can bang. Clearly, I don't care about level and whatever else. If you've got 20 knockouts and 21 professional fights, you can pop. It may be at a certain level, but you can fucking back up. You, you can back yourself up. You can get someone's respect with the kind of power that you're carrying. And that's what Valenzuela's got. And okay, he's got four losses. As I say, three times he's been outboxed, outpunched. And that's what I like about this fight for Zayas because it puts him in a position and in his team to go, right, do we I look think. to make a statement against a puncher? Or do we take the more, I wouldn't say easier routes, but the more, the clearer routes, and that is to stick to our boxing and to unbox his head off for 10 rounds. Either way is positive for Zayas because he's a kid that's been the distance in his last two fights prior to that. No one could go the distance with him. So that's good. He's getting rounds. Again, he's, you know, realistically, what is he, 20, 21, 20? And he's fuck all. He's like an embryo. So he's got, he's, he needs as much experience as possible. So I like this matchup. Do you do what you want to do? Because all kids want to knock you out. All kids want a viral moment. And say is, is exactly the same as every young fighter coming through. You want to create viral moments. But this guy is a fucking viral moment nightmare because if you unload at the wrong time and he throws one right down the middle, he's got the power to do to you what you're trying to do to him. So that's why I like it. It's a little chess match here. But Zayas, do you go now? You've hurt him. Do I go? Is he is he dangerous because he's not as hurt as I think he is? Do I just look to box his head off for 10 rounds but then maybe take a bit of criticism because he's been outboxed before? I like it, man. It's not too often to get too excited about matchmaking deep down on cards, but credit where it's due, this top-ranked card is, is is pretty solid. Mate, there's a few. Delante Johnson, that's, you know, for the stage that he's at in his career, that's a decent match. Emiliano Vargas is getting a lot of, obviously, if you're named Vargas, you're going to get a lot of pop, aren't you? You know what I mean? There's a lot of a, a, attention. So, therefore, there's a few guys on here that have got an opportunity to really uh, make a bit of a statement. Vargas, Johnson, Consasau's on here, Ruben Villa's on this. Uh... And as we've just been speaking about there, Xander Zayas. Um, so yeah, the, man. Uh, is Friday the, is night, the, Saturday morning. Is the Jermaine Ortiz, Antonio Morantz, the fight still on here as well? Because that's a really good fight. You know? Yes, it uh, is. 
Antonio Moran is on in real good form right now. He's won like his last three or four fights. Prior to that, he lost to Barbosa Juniors, who's top contender. As we know, Jermaine Ortiz was undefeated. Then he got the match with Vasil Lomachenko last time out. Absolutely no shame in getting outboxed by Vasil Lomachenko. So he's looking to come back. That's a really intriguing fight as well. It's a good one. Delante Johnson was one of my picks, I think, this year, last year, for prospect ones to watch. He's on here as well. Good stuff. Worth getting up early on a Saturday morning for. Yeah, exactly. Whilst you, you know, there's no real football offering now in the UK, early doors in the morning, is there? I know that you have a lunchtime kickoff, but if you get up early doors in the morning and you've no obligations, whether you're taking the kids to footy or whatever, get this on, especially the main event and uh, Xander Zayas's uh, escapades against Roberto Venezuela Jr. Uh, make sure you check those out. So fair play at top rank. I think that's the card of the weekend. I think that's the uh, one to keep uh, keep an eye on. Um, what else? I've got the other. Is there another one on Friday? Or are they both there, on Saturday? There's no, there's no, 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 no. The zone no, shows Friday as well. The zone's Friday. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. The uh, zone have actually gone to Mexico. Um, Matchroom have gone in. to Mexico. Eddie's uh, all in. Fully sombreroed up. Love it. <clears throat> well, I love it. I love the fact he's going to Mexico and he's the, the, the conquering of the world for Mr. Hayne continues. I don't love the card, though. <laughs> there's not too much on there, to be honest. No. Um, Erica Cruz Hernandez taking on Melissa Odessa Parker. Uh, we know Hernandez because she was well beaten by Serrano last time out. Serrano, who is, despite what other people might tell you, the undisputed, in my opinion, uh, and in everybody's opinion, uh, featherweight uh, queen. Um, but as you look down the card, there's nothing really to get you overly, overly excited you obviously see the familiar name of Sky Nicholson on this card. She's taking on Sabrina Perez. And it says next to it, WBC Interim Feather. Right, all right. Uh, is this because the WBC have decided not to sanction the Serrano three-minute round fight? I don't know. Is, is this why we've got this belt connected to this? Nonsense. Listen, at the end of the day, Amanda Serrano's the queen in, the, in this division. Yeah, I understand. Well, I don't understand. It's fucking nonsense just making belts up and sticking them on fights in order to give them a little bit of an extra pop. Serrano's the, the queen. And okay, if this gets you closer to Serrano, sound, whatever. Um, what have you made of, of Sky Nicholson so far? She's had seven professional fights. Obviously, ter- she turned over quite quickly didn't she there was we were told and she said that she had dreams hopes and ambitions of maybe competing in 2024 at the olympics um she fell short uh to i'm sure it was to caris artinstall i'm sure it was to artinstall in the uh olympics last time out in the quarterfinals wasn't it yeah that's right so she fell short there ended up turning over signs to uh eddie hearn match room and she's had seven pro fights. Um, my take, she's she's nice. I think nice is the right word. She's nice to watch. She's got a nice style. It's all nice. You know, good balance, good feet, nice shot selection. You know, but I'm a little bit uninspired. And maybe that sounds a touch harsh. I don't know. No problem. I- yeah, I want to see 
You know what I mean? When I see Amanda Serrano's mm-hmm. name on a card, man, I'm going to watch it. When I see Katie Taylor's name on a card, I'm going to watch it. Chantel Cameron, absolutely, I'm going to watch it. He, uh, Clarissa, I don't know I'm naming the big names, right? I know I'm naming the big names. But if you... Be, you well, Lauren Price, you know, there's an element of... Well, Arsenstall herself, if she's she's fighting, I want to watch her. <laughs> Probably more so than Lauren Price. Caroline Dubois. Caroline Dubois. take people out. Yeah, but don't forget, though, with all due respect to Sky and basically every other young female coming through, Caroline Dubois is a bit of a gen. You know, it's like saying, oh, I like watching Shakira Stevenson. You know what I mean? I think Caroline is fucking yeah, a, bit right. of a, a bit right. of a once-in-a-lifetime talent, to be fair. That is a little bit harsh. But I know what you're saying. I think I think the problem with <clears throat> the problem Sky has got is that she's obviously, a, you know, a favorite with Eddie, a favorite with Matchroom. She's, she looks great. She crosses nations, you know, she's obviously... She comes across as a really nice kid. Comes across really nice. Fantastic. She comes across fantastic. But when you watch a when you watch a box, you've seen the first round, you've seen the second round, you've seen the... Yes. The, the all That's just, what I was trying to say. They all just drift into the same rounds. That's what it's I was trying just, to say. It's rinse and repeat. There's no step up. There's no jeopardy. There's no push. There's no this. There's, there's no, like, going through the gears. Nastiness. lovely... Tidy yeah. boxer, yeah. But she's but the, the fundamental word here is she's lovely, yeah. but she's in being lovely makes her a little bit vanilla, and it's a bit like, uh, you know. So, but listen, this is a big opportunity for her, obviously. Of course, stupid belt aside, she's gonna get a ranking with the WBC and it'll move her career forward, mate. It'll get upgraded because you know what fucking is gonna. Uh, all this bullshit about Serrano not um, being sanctioned for the three-minute round by the WBC and Maurizio being... It's just fucking horseshit. Absolute horseshit. Everybody else is sanctioning it. Why have they... Oh, whatever, man. This will get Maurizio's a fucking old man, that's why. He's an old man in a blazer and he believes he knows better than society. Fuck him. Fuck the belt. Yeah. You, so you mentioned then Sky was talking about going to the Olympics in 2024. Did you mean 2020? Yeah. Oh, so she's no, still no, no. she still wants to represent Australia at the, the be, next Olympics. She'd been talking. Paris. I don't think she's going to do it now. But she were. She, I've seen interviews where she there was a real contemplation uh, as to whether she was going to do it in Paris ne- uh, next year. But I don't think that's on the case now. It's like we've just been hearing about Manny Pacquiao. He's going well, to do yeah, it, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> I've seen that because obviously there was a stage where it was amateurs only, and then a few years a few years ago, maybe ten years ago, they said if you had less than seven or eight pro fights or something like that, you can still go and enter the Olympics. And then obviously did it. In the last few years, that's right. In the last few years, it's kind of been like a ah, fuck it, man. Anyone can enter, which is obviously why Pacquiao was talking about entering now. Um, I'll be honest. There's as sensational and magnificent and a mercurial talent and a legend as Pacquiao is. That you get fucking battered. <laughs> Because fighting over four rounds at amateur mm. level, mm-hmm. as consistently as these people do, is an art form, man. It's incredibly difficult to go backwards like that, especially when you're as suited to 12 rounds as Manny Pacquiao's been for the last decade or so. So I, I don't think he would even scratch it. But the, the Jalilov thing, yeah, of course, because what was he? Six, maybe even less, five or six pro fights into his career. That was always the plan, wasn't it? To go back and win the Olympics, win the Olympic gold medal. But I, do you know what? I personally think it would be a good thing for Sky. I do. For their career. I think, it, I think her style works better for it as well. She's a fencer. Yeah. She ain't Point a puncher. Scorer. 
She's a fencher. She's a point scorer, exactly. Exactly. Hence her entire career, all seven pro fights so far have been points decisions. I think it'd be brilliant for her, be brilliant for Australia. I think she could go back to, um, you know, no art install there. She's got a lot more experience now. She's got a real good chance of getting a medal and that would kind of take her to the next level. Yeah, I agree. Let's see how it goes this weekend. You never know. Listen, if she wins this weekend, they have this belt that'll probably get upgraded. Do you come back from being a world champion? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know. But listen, it is what it is this weekend. Um, what is it? Is it Tijuana? It, it's somewhere in Mexico, isn't it? That they're doing it. Tijuana. It sure is. Baja um, California. Tijuana, Baja California. Yeah, it's a Mexican. Uh, yeah, class. There you go. Whatever uh, it'll be, it'll be gorgeous because it'll be a party and it'll be a celebration of Mexican independence, and that's why they're doing it. And it's, again, it's not a great card, but this is what. Matchroom are all about now. This is what the zone are all about. Going into these communities, putting these cards on Mexican independence. Okay, there's not much much value there outside of Mexico, but it's being in Mexico, putting these cards on, being a part of the Mexican boxing culture. This is what Eddie's intelligently tapping into on a global scale. He's making sure, okay, this this may make a loss. It doesn't, doesn't matter because you're solidifying the Matchroom and the, the zone brand. In Mexican boxing, we don't just put Mexican fighters on. We come to Mexico, we put our money where our mouth is, we do this. It's good stuff, it's intelligent. Not that Eddie needs me to fucking tell him that, obviously, but you know. <laughs> 24 hours later, there's another card on the zone. Uh, I like William Zapeda, I'm a, I'm a fan of his, uh, and he's taking on uh, Gesta. So it's uh, Zapeda versus Gesta. I look down the card again. It's probably similar to what you've just been talk- describing there for the Friday night card under zone. You've got a decent main event with a decent name there in Williams and Peter. Yeah. Um, for the WBC Super Light. So uh, keep an eye uh, on that the week, uh, the 24 hours later. The, the, main, the main thing for me, the, your main fill of boxing this weekend is going to come on Sky Sports for British fight fans. And it's going to be the early hours of Saturday morning. Um, where you've got the IBF World Featherweight Championship on the line and a lot of decent names in some good step-up fights as well. So decent from top rank, well done. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. I won't be staying up all night for it because no. I'm not Mexican, but I'll certainly be dipping in either Saturday morning or, uh, or, or Saturday evening once the kids are in bed because it'll be a cracker. I want to try and stay away from the results. Because I think there's could be there could be an upset or two on that entire card when you look right down it. You tip it, you're going for Gonzalez, aren't you? You really think he's going to pull it off? I just feel like right Lopez is walking into a situation where he is the guy, and it's like, oh mate, you've done it. You fucking not even done it once. You've done it twice. You showed them, and and with all due respect to the opposition, they're in his position now. You kind of don't know where you're going to get with Josh Warrington these days at this level. Don't get me wrong, Lopez was outstanding, but you know Josh fucking didn't get going in that fight. And then with Mick Conlon, it's always going to be a flip the coin with Mick. Mick could have done that to Lopez as comfortably as Lopez did it to him. And it was Lopez's night. And I don't know whether that might just make Lopez walk around thinking, mate, look at the size of my cock. I'm the guy. I'm the king of this division. <laughs> when actually the two wins he's had, as sensational as they look on paper, there may be a little bit more to the backstory as to why he was able to do what he did. Meanwhile, Gonzalez is climbing the hill, frothing at the mouth, fucking 
rock on hard on, just like, ah, I've got to win this fight. And and that that for me makes it super intriguing. So yeah, I, I think it's far from a far from a foregone conclusion. Look at that. Hey, you should work for fucking Sky selling that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Stole a bob on the phone. There you go. Um, that's how your boxing shapes up this weekend. Yes, it's a little bit of a shorter show. Obviously, next week when we're doing the preview, we'll all be getting high as a kite on Joe Joyce versus Jilly Zhang, the rematch. Uh, and in fact, this all starts quite a nice little run uh, of boxing. I know it's been a little bit flat. Last week, obviously, nothing. This week, this. We get into yeah. that. Then we've got, as we've been talking about, we've got Canelo on the 30th, and then October starts to, to build up. Uh, with some nice fights as well, of which we will... Opatia uh... versus Thompson on the 30th as well, like domestically. So. Yes. yes. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, I like Jai Opatia, but yeah, this is too, the first yeah. time professionally that he's been out of the UK, taking on a UK fighter. Yeah, out anyway. Of, out of Australia. Yeah, what did I say? Out of the UK. Out of the UK, you said, yeah. <laughs> yeah fucking idiot. Yeah, he's Australian, obviously. <laughs> anyway, um, that's all to come in the upcoming weeks. Um, so, anyway, thank you very much for tuning in to us. You can obviously subscribe to us via our website, fightdisciples.com. Go and get stuck in. Everything is there for you, including a link to our YouTube channel. So, if you prefer to watch your stuff, you can do it there. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for. We'll be back on Monday to review everything that happened at the weekend. Nick will throw out a little Nick's picks as well, no doubt. He's probably going to go down the MMA route, but you never know. Yeah. He might have a little bit of a flirt with boxing. Uh, so if you like a little bit of a flutter on the fights of the weekend, make sure you're checking that out on our YouTube channel as well. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.